Matthew 6, 22 to 23, and it says, I will read it out loud in your hearing. The eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, say healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light in you is darkness, how great is your darkness? Good work. Who's played the game Connect Four before? Love it, right? Jodel's game. My, your game. I love the, uh, the game Connect Four because it seems pretty simple and easy to play. If you lose, you can do over again. It's a good game to play. But today, I'm going to preach out of the, the game Connect Four. And today, the verse in Matthew talks about the eye. Don't you know, even when you get like a, a eyelash eye, it, it, like, it annoys you? It's, it, it's pretty painful sometimes. And it blocks your view. Something so tiny can block your view and irritate you and obstruct your vision. Or, this is one that annoys me, when my, I'm watching TV and my kids stand in front of the television. It blocks my view to seeing something. Even though my eye is perfectly functioning, it's blocking my view into seeing things. And it's so important that we make sure that whatever we're viewing, or we take things that are bearing for us to see things, because it affects how we see things. It, makes, it can make us jaded, it can make us um, see things that are not the true way they see. And so it's so important we, we view, we make sure our eyes are doing well. And so my first point today is going to be on control the center. The game Connect Four, it, the idea is to connect four discs in a row. Each player gets 21 discs. And uh, the thing is that the bottom row is not equal. It's like, I think three and three and then one, which is seven rows. And so if you get the first person puts their disc in the middle, they have an advantage because they have, they're centered. They have more connections with other places. Who's in your center? Who's keeping you centered in your life? The people in your life, are they caging you in or are they centering you? Think about it. Who is in your circle? Who's in your community? Places, things, people, they shape what you, how you view things, your perspective. And I think about the story of Samson. You know, Samson actually was married before his, um, his side chick, Delilah. I don't know if you, know, you guys knew that. He was married and, she, you know, Samson was a guy that had amazing strength due to his hair. That was his superpower, was the hair of his. And they wanted to know the secret. The Philistines wanted to know his secret. And so, you know, he had his wife and they went to, the, the Philistines went to his wife, can you find out why he is so strong? And she goes to him, don't you love me, Samson? Tell me your secret. He tells a riddle and she, he, you know, he makes people try to figure out the strength of this riddle. He tells her she doesn't succeed in um, taking away his strength. You know, she tells him to like, put his hair in like seven locks. But then Delilah here, time after time, she tries to get, she seduces him. She's a prostitute, so they're, you know, doing the thing, whatever. She seduces, his, um, seduces him. And there's this one time that she got him by telling the secret to his strength with his hair. And at that moment, Delilah was taking from him 
And that's who he had in his circle. Do you have Delilah's in your circle that are taking from you your secrets, your strength? Who is in your circle? Or do you have a Daniel? Come here, Daniel. Daniel was so faithful. He was a man of prayer. He was loyal. He can interpret dreams. Do you have praying people in your circle, in your connection? Think about it. Who is controlling your center? The other thing is, do you have people critiquing you or criticizing you? They're not the same thing. When someone criticizes you, they're trying to attack you, denounce you, pull you down, pull out your faults. Versus when someone's critiquing you, they're evaluating, giving evaluation, assessments. And sometimes we confuse the two. We get offended when someone's trying to critique you. Just help you out, girlfriend. Your hair is kind of messy or there's something going on, right? And we take offense like, oh, you're criticizing me. No, no, no. They're critiquing you. They're trying to help you assess your look, evaluate what's going on. And when you look at the game of life, who is in your circle? Vice versa, who are you? Are you the Delilah? Are you the Daniel? Are you the critiquer that's always finding something wrong in somebody? Oh, those people who always has a bad meal and they have to come here, manager, come. Can you get a manager for me? Those people are sometimes are really annoying to me, especially when you're like, it's kind of embarrassing. Are you that always critiquing what you're eating and calling the manager and telling them there's something in my food? Or, and then some of those people just want a free meal. Come on, hello, let's be honest. Or are you the, uh, the person that critiques saying, you know what, you know what, you can do this better. You know, there's, a, there's an opportunity for growth here. Do you know what I mean? Like, who are you? Evaluate that when you're thinking about who has access to your center. I know when I'm not centered in my life, that means I haven't probably been praying enough. I'm not in my word. I'm cranky. I'm annoying <laughs> to my husband especially and my children. It's so important to be grounded in your life then you can see life from a different lens. When you don't have that lens, there's things obstructing your view. A lot of times it's annoying things that are something so small that build up. It's like, you know, when you get, first you have the small crusty morning eye. Like, have you had that small crusty? And it, sometimes it's big. It's like, it, um, it blocks your view in things. Take out the crust out of your eyes, guys. Simple point right there. Simple point, simple point. And the thing about Connect Four, is when you're playing the game, you have to be thinking ahead. You can't just be thinking about in the moment. Point number two is plan multiple moves in advance. A lot of us pray, we pray to God, like God help me to do um, what you want me to do, show me things, or um, like Holy Spirit reveal to me. A lot of times we stick so much time in the waiting places of waiting for God to do something versus actually moving to do things. And Something that I've been really, I'm learning in this season, um, I don't know, I've been following James Clear. He talks about habits, and is he talks about strategy and goals. And I wanna talk about a couple things um, with that. The difference between goals and strategy, goals give you a direction. Goals, a lot of times you talk about things, you know, I wanna lose weight, I wanna run a marathon, I wanna buy a house, I wanna get out of it, that's my goal. But a lot of times goals look like a circle. You're just talking about it. Great, it gives you directions. Great, goals are great. You keep talking and talking. But what's your strategy plan? Strategy makes you move forward, right? 
there's winners and losers. Winners and lo losers have a, most times have the same goal. The goal is what? To win. But what's the difference between the loser and the winner? Their strategy plan. And you're looking at other people, oh, they're losing weight, or will they get to do that? Because they probably have a plan. What's your strategy? What's your game plan? Right? Your strategy is your setup for success. Talking about, I want to slay, but don't have no strategy. I want to, I'm slaying and praying. Listen, slaying only comes after you actually execute your strategy. You don't slay while you're talking. You're just talking. You're just making plans. You're not slaying nothing. I love those Insta stories. I'm going to slay and pray today. I was one of those at one point, okay? I'm going to admit. You only slay when you execute your, your game plan. What is your game plan in life? What are you trying to do? Are you still stuck in writing the goals? I'm over goal making. What is your game plan? And this is the thing. I'm going to give you this acronym and that you've got to write it down. It's going to be very practical how to make your strategy is goals are cool. This is what a goal do. Goal will get you to the end point, but a strategy will keep you going. When you get out of alignment, when you go on a trip or things get out of place, if you don't have a strategy, you go back to your default place. And I remember Pastor Andrew a couple months ago into India, and he has a very strict routine. And he got back the next day at 9 a.m. His clothes were already in the washer. He did his prayer. He read a book from his chapter. I'm like, whoa. But he had a strategy for his day, so he went back into alignment for his, his schedule. But when you don't do that, you're like, oh, should I like, just watch TV today? Maybe I do laundry. Like, when you don't have a game plan, you lose your focus very easily. And so the acronym I have here is called SMART. And st SMART stands for Specific, Measurable, Attainable, Relevance, and Time-Based. I'm going to talk about it. The S is specific. What specific thing you want to do? Think about in your head right now the thing that you want to accomplish. Is it's you want to buy a home, you want to get a new job, you want to get out of debt, you want to lose weight. I, don't, I can't think of anything else. You want to get into a better relationship. You want to get closer to God. What is the thing? You got to think specific about it. What's the very thing that you need help in? Then after, you need to make a measurable, measurements. How are you gonna get there? What is a good day? What's a bad day? What do you mean you're hitting the goals? What's your quota? What is that thing? You gotta think about, measure it. You know what, okay, I'm gonna be, if I read my Bible three days a week, I think I've done pretty good. Or if I put away $100 this month for saving, woo, I'm adding to my savings account. Whatever your measurement is. Like, you gotta figure out what's your measurement? What's your goal? What are you thinking about? Too many times in church, we're too deep and not practical. Yeah. You guys are looking at me like, ah, no, we gotta be practical in life. We gotta make some things so we can actually get things done versus always, you know what I mean? Like, we can't always be on our knees, people. Right? We have to be practical as well. How are we gonna get to the next spot, next place, the next thing? And so you gotta be specific about your goal. You gotta be, make sure it's measurable. And isn't attainable? Come on, guys. Like, Let's be realistic. Let's talk about American Idol. Right? American Idol. Some people will never able to sing. It's not attainable. It's not attainable. Like, let's be realistic. Let's really think about, like, I know some people, every kid, I'm sorry, wants to go to the NBA, but I don't think you're going to make it. If you're 5'5", five five, I don't know. 
if you're gonna make the MBA. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Be, is it attainable the goals that you want? Really be honest and have people in your life that will critique you, that will help you evaluate, assess where you are, not just criticize your dream, but they will help you and evaluate, you know what girl, or boy or man, I don't know what boys do, bro, <laughs> bro, um, that they'll be honest. We need some honest people. And honestly, there's too many people walking with toilet paper on their shoe or lipstick on their teeth because people are not honest with them. Or bad odor. <laughs> or whatever. Because people are not honest with them. And so the other thing, you need to be relevant. Relevant, is it relevant for this season? Listen, in my life, I evaluate, is this the season I'm gonna be working on my, um, my physical health? Is it the, the season if I'm gonna go deeper spiritual, that means I'm gonna study a book and I'm gonna go deep in it? Or is it a, this, if this is a season that I'm gonna go really be um, a good steward in my finances? Sometimes what happens in life, we're trying to do too many things at the same time. You know the whole thing when you have a plate and it keeps spinning? And you're trying to do all of it? You gotta know what the order your priority in life is. You can't keep spinning all the plates where it's gonna, what's gonna fall and crash, and it's might as well didn't do it. So figure out the order. Some seasons, I'm not as deep in my word. I'm reading my Bible daily, but I'm not going to the next level of like studying deep, like I'm bringing out my thesaurus, or I'm not bringing out my, my study Bible. Do you know what I'm trying to say? That might not be the season, or in this season, I need to, some seasons, like I'm going on a couple trips, I need to be like tight in my money. <laughs> That's the season I'm gonna be financially tight. I'm not eating out every week, Pastor Andrew. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm putting, on a, I'm putting on a budget. Yeah, listen, I went out with my kids yesterday, they were hungry, like, we're going home. I drove them home first before we went back out again. I'm not eating out, I'm saving my pennies because I have things I wanna do. And that season, this season, I'm being in my finances. And I have to, my strategy plan is, don't make sure you don't go out with the kids hungry. Especially go to the movie theater. Sorry, Cineplex people, you spend so much money at the movies uh, on food. And so you got to think about your plan. You got to think about ahead of time. Is it re what's relevant in the season? Are you focusing on that? Are you? If yeah, I got to figure out what order in your life. And I, I heard this thing years ago, and I thought it was so good. If you had four boxes and they, it was filled it with water, and they all were equal portions, that most likely is a frustrated person because they don't have any priorities. You need to figure out what level of energy that you're gonna spend so you can function properly. Two of us are tired because you're putting your energy in the wrong area. That's not the season to be working out. That's not the season to get at 6 a.m. to be running and trying to train for your marathon right now. You need to be in rest mode. Sometimes you need to rest and sit down for a season. Not to stay down, but to be rested in the season. And not only that, you need to, put you need to be time-based. All the time people say I want to lose weight, but how much you want to lose weight and when do you want to lose it? Sometime. What's your time base? Oh, or it's like, I want to go back to school, so when? Oh, I don't know when I'm going to go back to school. Okay, you have to put it on the calendar. Even if it doesn't happen, you can move it. But make a time-based thing. What's, you want to buy a house by 2020, okay. So you have a time. You want to run a marathon? I told Pastor Andrew he's running a marathon. I said, when's the date? He's like, well, I don't know, when's the date? Hold yourself accountable. Let people hold yourself accountable. Put it on the calendar. Time-based. And so be smart. Be specific with your goals. Be and making sure it's measurable, attainable, relevant, and make sure it's time-based. And when you're playing the game of life, 
you know, I think a lot of us forget that people are not our opponent. We're not in, we were not brought in this world to be against other people, but we have one big enemy, the devil. And I think about that all the time when I think about people, when people annoy me or things happen, I'm like, no, no, it's the enemy that I'm mad at, not the person. Especially in marriage, I think of that all the time when I just want to make a good, like, low bow, like, sing or just, you know, something. I said, you know what? My husband's not the enemy. We're on the same team. I got to remember who my opponent is. Who am, who, who am I against? It's not people in my circle, but it's, peop- it's the enemy out there that I have to keep reminding myself. And so my third point is block your opponent. When you play the game of Connect, connect Four, it's not just getting in alignment, but it's also thinking ahead, your, your, um, your plan ahead. You want to block the person that's going to play. And in life, what are you doing to block the enemy in your life? What are you doing? You know what's happening a lot of times? It's not that we don't know how to block the enemy, but sometimes we're not perfectly informed with the rules. That's the worst. When you try to play a game and you don't know the rules. Last week or two weeks ago, I played chess with my son Noah. Listen, we were getting to the end. I don't know how to play chess, but I know the idea of chess. But I was winning, and I don't know if it's the king or the queen. I don't know which one it is. I was at the end. I was about to win. And I was like, oh, I'm about to take your king out. And he was like, mom, but you didn't say checkmate. I'm like, checkmate, what? He's like, no, you have to, in order to win. I'm like, no, but I'm about to win. He's like, no, but I'm like, how am I supposed to win if I don't know the rules? The problem is not your capacity. The problem is not your talent. The problem is not your resource. And you just don't know the rules. Some of us need to go back and learn about financial education. It's not that you don't have the money, you just don't know. You don't have, it's not that you don't, know how the, um, you don't have access to like even the barbell or your body to do push-ups. It's you just don't know the rules, how to use it. Because you know, when you work out with Sylvia, you can know that you can hurt yourself by doing a simple push-up because you didn't know how to do a, the formation. A lot of times we're hurting ourselves because we don't know the rules. And with Connect Four, you already have all you need to win ahead of time. And most times we're like, why am I not winning in life? I'm almost there. I thought I was, you know, I thought I was going to get there or I've been saving my money and then this came up, but you never had an emergency fund. No one taught you about having an emergency fund. You don't know the rules. It's so important to know the rules of the game so you can be perfectly informed how you're doing. And that's the thing. Most times, as the verse talked about here, is having a healthy eyesight and what was so powerful about the verse i'm going to read it again the eye is the lamp of the body so if your eye is healthy your whole body will be full of light but if your eye is bad your whole body will be full of darkness if then in you is darkness how great is the darkness imagine when you think your light is light but it's actually darkness how sad is that when you think that, oh, I'm doing a good job, or, oh, I smell amazing, and you actually stink. Because there's no one telling you that, what to do in that. And so it's so important that you have people telling you about that. And when it comes to blocking in your opponent, you have to make sure that your eyes are open to the next move, or what's happening, and blocking. When you can't see, you can't block. All right, and point number four is, practice does not make perfect. You know that saying, it's practice makes perfect? Well, that's a lie. (laughs) 
Because a lot of times, you keep practicing doesn't mean you'll always be perfect. You know what's so interesting about the game of Connect Four? There's 4.5 trillion ways to make moves in the game. 4.5 trillion ways to play out the game Connect Four. This means it's impossible to memorize the move in any given scenario. However, practicing will improve your strategy skills and ability to plan and react to certain moves. That's power in practicing. You might not know how to um, remember all those moves of like whatever game, but every time you get stronger, you know when someone throws the ball and then after you can just catch it really fast because you, you've been practicing the, um, how fast it comes or where it, the perception of it is you practice. And too many of, of us want to play more than practice. And most people in most games, they spend more time practicing than playing on the field. But most of us want to show up here with a guitar or whatever and like start playing. It's like you haven't practiced at home and you can tell when people don't practice. We want the promotion in our life without doing the studying for the position. But we feel like we own it for the entitled. It's we should get the position. We need to focus more in the practicing. And when you practice, it reveals to you what you're doing actually right. But it also reveals where you need to fine tune and improve what you're not doing well. And we need to spend more time, I think about the games, like basketball, they spend more time in their off season practicing than playing. A game was what, three hours? They practice probably six to eight hours a day or more. And we think we just wanna just play. And so it's important that we practice whatever your goal that you're thinking is, put the time in to practice. You can't just show up. Too many of us are showing up, or when you have an interview, listen, you need to practice. You need to figure out what the, the company is about. You need to interview and go over questions. You need people to quiz you. You need to, when you're actually going for, um, if you want to buy a house, you need to get your credit in order. Start practicing good stewards so when that mortgage on the first comes, you can pay the bill. Practicing. It's so important to practice. And so make sure, one, you are making sure that you're centered, you control the center. Two, plan multiple view, uh, moves in advance. Also, make sure you have your SMART. Your SMART is specific, measurable, attainable, and relevance, and time-based goals in your life. And not only that, you want to block your opponent, you want to practice, um, practice over and over again, because practice does not make perfect. There's never a perfect hit. There's never, there's always areas that can re um, you can grow. The moment think you, you think you got through practice, you have, you've come out of alignment of being humble. There's always opportunities where you can grow. And you know what I think about all the time is, since the enemy is our opponent, you know, in the game, you also want to take advantage of your opponent's mistakes. That's important. In life, we really don't want to do that in general. We don't use people. But it's important that we take advantage of your opponent's mistakes. And I think about it all the time. When you're thinking you're having a hard week or you've lost something or the game is not going the way that you want to go, the position that you might have is that your head is down. Constantly, your mind might be down. But what you don't want the enemy to know is, yeah, my head might be down, but I was praying, um, devil. You caught me down, but I was praying. My eyes were closed because I was struggling, but I was thinking about how Lord, a Lord's gonna come through the next time. 
when you want to play on your opponent's mistakes, when the enemy thinks that you're going to just yell at the person, that you're going to praise them, you're going to say, I'm going to, I, I love you. And that's one thing in the off season, make sure you're praying more, make sure you're listening to good music or what is in your arsenal to pull out when you have those hard times. Not only that, you need to have a dream team in your life. We would not have a church without our dream team. Who is the connecting in your life, the four people, or, you know, it's better to have four quarters than a hundred pennies. Too many people have too many people speaking into their lives. Choose the four, the quality quarters in your life that you can actually can, will connect with you, will keep you in alignment versus when you have a hundred pennies everywhere, it's hard to keep up with the scenarios, the issues, you feel like you're pulled to every event. You know, it, it might feel good that you are popular, but you are tired. <laughs> you are tired of keeping up all the games. But it's so important that you have four people that you can connect with. And listen, we've talked about this in a relationship series. Let's not be jealous or by other people's connection. I'm happy for people that have four quality people. And I'm not going to be like, I don't have nobody in my life or my circle. I want to be, be known for celebration, being a cheerleader, than I've been criticizing people. Too many people are jealous of other people's friendships or relationships or connections. Yeah, I got this job on a hookup. It's okay if you get a job on a hookup. Like, why don't we feel like we don't, it's not okay to get um, hookups by jobs or have an in with somebody. It's okay. Well, that's what our community's supposed to do life together, not by myself. I don't want the only one get the credit, right? And too many people, oh, they probably got the job because they know their, their dad is someone. Okay, yeah, they did, good. I want the hookup when it's my time to get the hookup, right? And we just gotta change our perspective when we think about those kind of things, when we, about connection. It's, you know, who is in my four? Who's my top four? And the other thing is, it's okay to remove people out of your connection if it's not working in alignment, right? For example, Kawhi, why? <laughs> you know what, he turned down $48 million not to be with us. But LA is home for him. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, he was our superstar. Doesn't change that we're still champions, hey. But you know what? He has to do what's good for him. And you know what? I'm not gonna judge him for it. It's his money, it's his family, it's his life. And we cannot, I don't wanna be judging him by his decision. That's like us. Sometimes we need to move to another place because of it's toxic relationship or it's a toxic place and environment. It's okay, and people might talk about you, but they're not living your life for you. They're not paying your bills for you. They're not upping your mind for you. And we have to be okay with that, right? And that's a lot of times the mistakes that we have. And Pastor Andrew said that most people don't need deliverance from like addiction. They need a deliverance from people. That's the biggest deliverance that we need from people. And so, guys, when you're thinking about it, I just, this is very, no, it's not preachy, but it's just very practical thinking about what do you want to do this summer? Listen, it's too late to get a summer bod, guys. <laughs> we had to pull out the strategy up in November. And listen, that's what we do too many times. Oh, I want to do something, and we wait the month of. I'm going on vacation in two weeks, and we're trying to pop some pills or do craziness. You resort to things that you try to do that are not really for you because you didn't plan in advance. 
Start planning in advance. And so when October hits, start planning for 2020 summer if you want the summer summer bod. Or even the house in 2020. You want to buy a house? It's not tomorrow. And that's what happens. When you're not ready, you miss the opportunities. It could be right there. The house is waiting for you. It's your house or the body is waiting for you, but you didn't plan in advance to have that. Planning is so important. Yes, you can pray, but you have to, you have to plan. Too many people, I'm, oh, I'm just praying about it. When are you going to move from praying and moving? And praying is not a, just a place of posture. You can pray and move at the same time. Too many times we're waiting on the Holy Spirit to give you revelation. But I also really believe when you move, he will check you if you're wrong. But you need to move first. And a lot of times we are waiting on this, the God, like Jesus, to be like, tell me directly. God does a lot of times for most people does not work in black and white. He works in the gray area, which is hard. It's so hard when you want to know, is that man for me, Lord? You fast and you pray, you do everything, right? We just want to know. And sometimes it's in the lesson when we move, he reveals. The other thing with Connect Four, there's not one way to win in the sense that you can, we can win in a straight line. And too many times we're looking at people, how they won their portion. Thinking that's the way, the only way that you can win your portion is in a straight line. But listen, what you didn't see is there was something, there was something in the diagonal that you can win, but you missed it because you were looking straight ahead. So many times when I'm playing Connect Four, because I'm trying to block too much, I neglect my own area too many times. And my kids will try to distract me like, oh, mom, there's something. And I'm like, thinking, oh, I, I know what they're thinking. Most times we think we think what people are thinking. We have no idea what people are thinking. And what happens, they come alongside and they block us versus us trying to block them because we spent too many times thinking on that. Lastly is God is the greatest connection that we can ever have in our lives. The greatest connection. I don't know about you. Years ago, a part of my story is I was pretty much, you know, by myself. didn't really have, um, I didn't have a lot of friends at the time, but there was a moment that I really just like really wanted to know God more for myself. There's a lot of times you go to church or you have your family, but you need to know God for yourself. And when I prayed that prayer, I'm like, God, show me for who you really are. He revealed because I learned that who my heavenly father was. Because a lot of times people only know one form of God, whoever was revealed to you. But when you understand like, man, God, you love me. I'm a child of yours. I didn't really recognize that. And then I didn't really understand the gospel, that Jesus died on the cross for my sins. Because I shared this a long time ago. Guys, there was a point that I was so delusion, delusionary or just so off. There was a point in my life I thought I was so perfect. Like, I really did. And the reason why I thought I was so perfect and good was my circle. I was doing better than everybody else in my circle. I was wiser than everyone in my circle. I thought I was smarter. I thought I was, my sin was better than everybody, which changed my view. So I thought, I remember at one point thinking, why do I even pray for forgiveness, please? I'm like, so good. This is how far I was away from God. And that's what happens when you don't have the right circle it, um, around you, it's, it can actually change your shape your perspective and how you're doing. It's so important to have a godly people in your life. And so when I start praying for God, God put some handpicked people in my life that changed the directory of my entire life. He brought my husband that literally changed my world, like literally changed my world. He brought some really good friends in my life. 
I have friends from even when I was a kid that stayed consistent. And so it's so important that you have people, your four quarters, or even if it's 75 cents, three quarters, or even one, don't minimize that. Because not everyone has that in their lives. It's so important that you stay connected. Have a strategy. Start thinking about, you know, we have six months left of 2019, guys. We're halfway through the year. And it's not, do not, I don't wait till January to plan. Start thinking now, what are the things that you want to do for the next six months? What do you want to do the next 90 days? Even if you need, it's too far, some people are like, it's too far for me. What do you want to do the next 30 days in your life? Because I'm almost sure most people here are not living their best life because they don't have a game plan. And you will get farther in life if you have your game plan. If you enjoy this word, give praise. <laughs>